Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 118, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays, then we review the new hotness in Hyltum, or Chad will tell you how it actually is pronounced. And we give our top games of 2022. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. I'm Richie. Happy 2023, Punch Bunch. Woo. <laughs> Did you guys do anything exciting on uh, New Year's Eve? Ooh, can't talk about that on the air. Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> no. I guess Richie wants oh, to talk about it later. I was in bed. Where are you? I was yeah. in uh, no, I mean, I made it to, because I got to watch our uh, kicker at Ohio State just completely shake. Oh, that's So that was right wow. at midnight on, or that, that was at 11. Yeah, that was midnight Eastern. Oh, but, oh, God, that was a great game. Uh, but yeah, I went to bed after that. So yeah, yeah. I didn't, I I didn't make our New Year's. I thought no. their defense had improved. You uh, know, like. They, they look great out there and, until that. Until the fourth quarter, until once well, Harrison, we can't yeah. talk about college football. All right, all right, <laughs> we got to start a different podcast for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we really do. Uh, you know, I fed a sloth on New Year's Eve. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And uh, and went searching for tree frogs, you know, because they're nocturnal. Stephanie, well, you couldn't Stephanie? have been doing that around here. Hold no, on, hold no. On. <laughs> Stephanie's okay with you calling her that? <laughs> uh, she's gonna kick your ass. <laughs> All right. His wife got us the best Christmas gift. She got better we... Christmas gift than any of my kids. My I know. wife. She trumped my Anybody. wife. Yeah, by far. Yeah. I know. Like I was like, she because she goes, "Do you have Richie and Class phone number?" And I was like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, don't compare notes with those guys." <laughs> uh, well, tell tell everybody what she got you for Christmas. She or? booked an Airbnb for February uh, to uh, just have a, a gaming weekend, just 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 for us, which was really nice. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, "How come you're letting those guys just ride my coattails?" Like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what is that the is deal? I told Jessica, so you got to step it up. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Like, What's going on here? The I fact mean, that the a person not in my family yeah. has never got me a Christmas gift before got me my best Christmas gift yeah. is ridiculous. Right. right. I, I got uh, slippers and they didn't even get me men's slippers. They got me women's slippers and they didn't even fit. So that was my best gift. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. You know, I can just see Jessica like, hey, do you have Clef and Chad's phone? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now let's circle back to why were you feeding a, or where were you feeding a sloth? I was in Costa region? Rica. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. In the cloud forest at a really nice resort there. It was, it was amazing. Uh, there was a lot of really cool stuff there. Cleft, you wouldn't have liked it because there's a lot of nature there, but it was really, <laughs> really beautiful. Well, you and know. the weather was mid seventies the whole time. Ooh, now that I'm amazing. okay with. That's yeah. pretty nice. I mean, did you get to play any board games where you were there? 
Yeah, we did. Uh, oh. I, I will tell you the kids like so we played uh, Super Mega Lucky Box because we're talking about like eight people and sure, sure. and we're talking mm-hmm. about family, you know, and we're spanning six to, you know, 71, you know, 70, 71. So like that's a lot of different agents. So we we played that. We played a little bit of Werewolf, which people enjoyed. It was really funny, though. The six year old, as soon as I turned on the automatic thing on the phone, it was like, welcome. And she's like, I don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, oh, I'll I'll just do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was kind of funny. But we also did actually, um, and, and Clef, this wouldn't be up your alley, but Richie, I think your kids would really love this. Okay. We did, um, I had brought along this thing for Finn because I knew that the six-year-old and nine-year-old, my niece and nephew, were going to play. And it is called D, D&D Adventure Club. Okay, and okay. it's online.com and you can subscribe 9.99 a month mm-hmm. and they send you like a uh these little brochure things with short adventures and already made up characters and some dice and like a very very abbreviated guide and each time you get a new adventure it adds like little rules. So okay. like you're building slowly and the kids Loved, loved it. it. Loved oh. it. Um cool. so it was really nice. And then there was a another activity um uh, it basically, my sister-in-law brought uh, a game that was just a card deck, and I don't think, you know, this again is for trips. So, like, if we went on a road trip together, this is when you would want to get this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had different decks. Uh, the deck we pulled out was called Do Something Fun, but there was also a road trip deck, and it was basically just like <clears throat> you just draw a random card and you do it. You know, um, and it was it was silly. It was again, it was an activity, but you can do. There's a road trip one. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you where you can find it here. So it is called. Um, it, the website is called the Hundred New Things Store that you can get this on, and um, it, there's a bundle of cards. So we had the do something fun, right? And you, you could like. Um, you could do air guitar, you know, like do air guitar to a song, you know? And so the kid, the kids were doing that. Or, um, another one was, um, do your best fashion model walk or, you know, uh, take a selfie while doing jumping jacks, just different silly stuff. But it was a great, like, say you're waiting around or, you know, you can't play a game game. There's another, uh, deck in there. That's a road trip deck. So specifically like things to do in the car, which was which is a fun thing too, and then there's like a leave a card deck, which is really nice. Which is just basically like you hand these cards out to people, which is a nice like you know compliment thing. Anyway, <clears throat> it's a it's it's a nice thing to have on a trip or a road trip because it's just something easy an activity to do. I wouldn't call it a game, but it's just worth looking at. Like I said, sometimes when you're in the car, not everybody can participate, but like with these with this kind of a thing, uh, they can. So that was something fun we did. Very cool. Uh, did you guys get some uh, Christmas games played? I did. Yeah. You. Uh, so was it a lot of family family time playing? Yeah, we did a lot. We had a lot of family games played for sure. Uh, and well, we'll get to resolutions. But I, I've I've done pretty good with Knox as far as playing games. But we, uh, I got I picked up a deck of uh, Mindbug. Ooh, I've heard a lot about this game. This is like seems it, like a really fun, simple yeah, card game. Fun, simple card game. Uh, it's uh, Richard Garfield, and it's essentially just like streamline like family weight magic, essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so the way that the game works is that you have the deck of cards and it's all just like weird, like monsterish animal mashups. Uh, and you'll deal out, each, uh, each person gets uh, 10 cards in their deck. You draw five cards and on your turn, you are either playing a card or you're attacking with a creature. Uh, each of you have three life points 
And it, like I said, it's very much like magic. So it's, you know, they have different keywords and abilities that they can use to attack with. Uh, but the fun thing in this is that you get uh, what they call mind bugs. Each person has two mind bugs each. And after you play down a character, your opponent gets the option to play their mind bug. And when you play a mind bug, you just take that character and it's as if you played it. So it there are some like very large, powerful creatures and you it seems like you want to get those out early, but if they still have their mind bugs, it's it's tricky. Like you don't necessarily just want to throw that down. And then you also don't necessarily want to just use your mind bugs right away because then your your opponent can do whatever they want for the most part. And then you're just trying to get three hits in on them and that's the game. Uh, but it's like quick, snappy, fun little game. So does everybody, do you have your own deck or are these dealt out of a out of a whole one deck of cards? Yeah, you'll have your own 10 card deck. Okay, okay. And it's what, like, because uh, we talk about, like, Res Arcana. Res Arcana is a completely different game. But, like, when I was thinking of what Res Arcana was going to be, I, like, this is what I wanted. Like, something okay. just quick, snappy, 10-card yep. deck, you know, in and out on the game. But it, it, it's very fun for a little card game. Can you mind bug your own card back from somebody? Like, so let's say somebody... No. Mi- okay. No, so- you can't mind bug a mind bug. No. Okay. All right. But uh, yeah, solid game. And how did Knox respond to that? Because I know he likes co-ops, but like yeah. then this is a little bit no, more he, aggressive. He, he likes aggressive games too, but he's just been very much into co-ops here lately. But yeah, no, he enjoyed this as well. The only thing, because it does have a lot of text on there, so we had to go over the text and there's sometimes like, open, like if he had a question, there was open hands. But sure. Um, but yeah, played it with him, played it with uh, Jessica as well. Both enjoyed it. So that sounds great. Yeah. Great little game. Nice. Mind bug. All right. Well, I, yeah, I actually, um, in, can't remember which uh, Saturday it was in December, but our good friend Michelle had a little uh, get together at her place as she does every year. And I got over there for that and got in some fantastic games. Got in, got in a five player game of Estates. Oh, that was so good. Nice. Uh, Did my, you have the, what's the that? box with Chad's quote on there? Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause I think it was, uh, I think it was Farrell's box. So yeah. Um, uh, my score was negative six points. That's not and, bad. Uh, I've seen worse. I won. That was, yeah, that's not <laughs> terrible. Uh, it was a completely, no one scored positive points that game. So it was great. It was every, and it was one of those times where everybody sat down and knew exactly how to play. No one had to be taught, which just made it absolutely tremendous. So, um, but we also got in, uh, the game that I want to talk about, I got in with, I believe it was with Jake and Nate, and then uh, Peter Evans uh, was there, and we played a game of Ostia. Uh, So this is from designer, oh, and I'm going to be terrible here, uh, Tatsukua Chua. And so, and then this was a Kickstarter uh, that that I backed, so it was kind of, it's a Japanese publisher. And the reason I backed it is, for one thing, I mean, the, the kind of the theme of it was uh roman uh the like trajan time and this so this takes part uh, takes place when trajan was the emperor of rome and lo and behold the main mechanism in this game is a moncala kind of a you know moving around uh which obviously kind of pays tribute a little bit to you know uh, steffenfeld's uh trajan it's it's a fairly basic game where you're you uh each on your turn, you're going to pick a region, six regions, and you're going to get resources from whatever region you pick. And then you're going to move how the ships that you have in that region and drop one off in each section in whatever section you land in, you're going to do that particular action. And so then you have 
and then you have a big board where you can move your ship along and do different things there. You can put out new ships, you can put out new uh, buildings, and then these buildings will also give you benefits. So you're just kind of picking these different actions that you can do to obviously score you kind of victory points. Um, it's, I wouldn't say it's anything spectacular to write home about, but it was a solid Euro game for, you know, I've obviously I'm, I'm assuming a first time designer kind of publisher. Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. We played a four player game of it and I've played a couple of two player games of it and it's, it's decent. It's, it's worth a play. Um, yeah, but it was, so if you like Moncala's and you, just like kind of like what I would say is kind of a medium weight Euro. It's definitely probably worth checking out. And that's uh, Ostia. Did nice. you end up, this is, you know, it has nothing to do with what you just talked nothing about. Nothing with Ostia <laughs> at <whatsoever. all. laughs> As Richie listened. Chances, are, chances are Richie didn't even listen to anything I just said. So that's okay. <laughs> I did listen. But this just popped in my head. and I Because you had me show you just like a little overview of La Cremosa, And I just want to know yeah. if you actually did play that. I did play a two player game of it. Yes. I see. I want to play with more. I've only played yeah. the two player game as well. I, I, I definitely want to play with more. I thought there was something there. I thought, I mean, it's once again, it is definitely a just regular medium weight Euro, but I enjoyed mm-hmm. I, the, the one thing I liked the most about it is, is, you know, I had Mozart on in the background and that was just, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of cool. You know, that is cool thing, that you, you know, did and that. It's kind I of, that. I like the look of the game. Um, the person I played with, Brian, he didn't like it at all. So that kind of soured okay. a little bit. Yeah. But I thought uh, I thought there was a little yeah, something to the game. Yeah, I think there's something so, there. Yeah. Really. yeah. I, Decent and, little game. I mean, because it's essentially, it's an area, I haven't played it, but it's essentially an area control game. So I feel like you definitely kind of want to have some of that, right? Uh, there's a little bit more. It's getting the, those cards, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, it's area control for the composers that you're fighting over, not really yeah. the players. Right. But yeah. No, it, it's a little... It's a little different than area control, kind okay. of a, yeah, yeah, something on an area control, and then but it's a decent you're moving, game. and you've got to move that Mozart character around the board mm-hmm. and to get to different things, and obviously with more players, uh, it's just one piece, so that would be moved all. You might be like, "Ooh, I'm going to go do this," right? Yeah, and then somebody all of a sudden goes and does it, or maybe they move them way too far away, or whatever the case is. I can't. Yeah, I definitely want to try with so, more for for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I just oh, want to bring up, I, I got today, actually, mm-hmm. I got a couple of, of games play that you guys might be interested in. So met with Josh at our local great board gaming cafe at Spielbound and played a couple of good games. Nice. So, what did yeah. you, cool. you play? Well, the first one we played is um, kind of a from the lighter line of Mind Clash, actually. Uh, they've only had, I think, one a uh, game on this lighter line that, that they're that they're doing. I can't remember if there's a special term for it, but um, it's from designer Patrick uh, Porcalab and Friges Schobel, uh, and it's called Astra. And actually, it's a really interesting riff on a flip and right, roll and right kind of thing. The game plays from one to four players. We played it two player, and. Basically, what you have is this deck of constellations. You're trying to score the most points um, by the end of the game, which is when a game end card comes up in the deck and everybody gets one more turn depending on where you're at. And then what you're doing is you have your own little kind of player mat that you're writing on and you have a pouch of stardust. The stardust, you are using one little kind of piece of stardust uh, to mark off constellations that are in the center. Uh, these constellation cards have little abilities on them once they're completely discovered. And they also have little boons on the bottom that give you certain things as well. 
So what you're doing is you have this little circle in the constellation that's like a main star where you have to start off marking, and then you can pay Stardust and mark off consecutive spots uh, along the lines that fill in the constellation. There are also important stars, like kind of like a North Star or something in the constellation, and those give you uh, an opportunity. If you mark off one of those, that gives you an opportunity to extend your, your um, what's the word for when you have a uh, thing of, of cards in front of you? Tableau. Tableau? Thank you. I couldn't think of it. I'm so glad you guys know French. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, it, when you, it lets you extend out your Tableau to more cards, basically. So you want to kind of keep doing that as well. But then if you finish a card, a constellation card, you will get that card, but everybody else who chipped in in order of the majority that they filled out on the card will get to pick one of those boons as well. And so you also get to tap cards uh, to use their ability once they're in your tableau, but they are of one of four different resources. And the other thing that you're going to be doing possibly on your turn, instead of using Stardust to fill out those constellations, are resting. That At that point, you will refill your pouch depending on how many uh, Stardust you can take into your pouch because you can only refill to that number, but you'll be able to extend that out too as you play. But you refill, and then depending on where this little marker is at, you are going to get to untap all the cards that are of that element that are in your tableau that you've used. Uh, the nice thing about this is at two players, there is something called the dreamer and that's just a black pin that they are going to get to do some things when you take a rest turn basically. And it's really simple to implement. I found it to be like a really slick, nice game. Um, I, I really, I, I really enjoyed my play of that. And I think it was a really creative riff on, uh, on the, you know, flip and right kind of genre. Uh, so that was that was fun. That was uh, Astra. Okay. What else? <clears throat> the other game that I got to play that's kind of been hot lately. I I had to try it out because we know uh, Vladimir Suhi pretty well by this point. He has that Woodcraft game out. Yeah. Um, and it, it is it is a Euro through and through. It is an efficiency Euro. Clef, you would enjoy a play of it, and then you'd be done with it um, because there's not a lot of interaction, but it is about efficiency. Uh, it is about chaining actions together in the most efficient way. And Josh and I both go, wow, we we both like sucked at that game. And I think it's a game. <laughs> it's a game that really you do have to have a couple of plays to get better at. Mm. Um, but what it is essentially is you dice are lumber in the game okay and unfortunately richie thematically the dice have to be wooden for this game so Ooh. so anyway i'm out <laughs> dice are lumber they're of three different kinds and you have um from praga i think he fixed clef i think he fixed his action wheel issue okay because what, what was this called woodcraft Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, it's called Woodcraft. But you know how he had that action wheel in Praga where you said it doesn't seem like you would want to take anything other than the most beneficial actions? Uh, he, he kind of fixes that where you have some other stuff within the wheel and you are taking actions off and putting them further ahead again. But there are also things around the outside, depending on where the wheel's at that um, also give you bonuses, as well as the little holes that are inside the wheel too. So things get more and more efficient, but there's certain things that you need to be able to do. And that's, I, I would say that's probably the biggest thing where 
efficiency becomes an issue and where player interaction becomes an issue because people can be we only played a two player game but i would think like at four players people are really moving around stuff and there were times where i was like i wish i hadn't done that because it gave gave Josh like a whole bunch of bonus things in addition to an action he really wanted to take. But essentially it is order fulfillment. Like you really have to do order fulfillment. Now there are certain tracks and things that you're doing, but in order to fulfill orders, you have to have pips of certain die as well as some resources, but you're constantly like, Oh, this, this order is a wooden train, but you're constantly like using these other things on your mat to glue wood together, essentially like add pips together. Uh, and you're sawing dice in half. You have to have extra tokens to maybe saw it into three different dice. So like a six, I could make into a three, a two and a one if I had the extra tokens to do so. So it's interesting. It really is. I I'm not saying for everybody that it'll be like, Oh, grab this and you know, buy it. But I think a, it's worth a play and B, if you're still really into euros and you don't mind if they don't have a ton of interaction, I, I don't think this is multiplayer solitaire, but if they don't have a ton of interaction and you're and you're still into that, I, I would say check this out. I would say check this Ooh, out. I'm, so, I mean, yeah. I'm interested to see if if he did fix that wheel thing. Yeah, I re- I really think in in that case he he made it he made it a lot more have more interesting consequences and decisions. Now, do you own this game? No, I don't. Um, and Josh was like, I wish one of you would buy it so that I could play this again. <laughs> it, it was on my. I put it on my wish list because I did see it and it looked interesting. But well, I have I, not bought it yet. I just popped on to Amazon. It's only eighty dollars. <laughs> and free free delivery by August seventh. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Sounds yeah. like a steal. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously this must be pretty hot right now. Yeah, it so. is. I mean, it's, yeah, it it's on up. a lot of end of the year lists, I think. And yeah. you know, I mean, there's also a he did release a roll and write that you can print and play for free that oh, based on Woodcraft that. as well. Dick. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think Suhi, you know, he may not be our taste sometimes anymore, but I mean, I think, I think you always have to try stu- his stuff because as a designer, he always does something a little bit interesting. Uh, I say we talk about one more recent play, Chad. Oh, all right. Talk about a Euro game not very good the second time I've ever played it. I got to play Macau 2, a.k.a. Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Did he trick you? Did he tell you that it was Macau? The he told no, me. I told oh, okay. him. I told, told me. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, for a queen yeah. game, it's pretty. I mean, they did a nice little job. They got these little. I don't even know what you'd call those. Those little tokens. Uh, they're are, acrylic tiles, yeah. basically, yeah. I and mean, really nice. And uh, yeah, everything looks good. You got your little. But they didn't bone change bone anything, did they? So. I think they added a few little wrinkles, but you know, I'm. I mean, I, I think. For Clef, it was not enough. And also the play went on. I'm, I'm not going to disagree. It, the play oh. went on way too long. Yeah. I want to play Marrakesh is supposed to be good. Like that's his a lot of people are saying recent that's and, his most recent from Queen. You can't get it. Yeah. Because it's Queen games. But, uh-huh. but it is supposed also to be like one of his better games they're saying. And this is one of the few that isn't a reprint, basically. Yeah. This is an original game. I just think for my, I just don't think Felds just don't really do that much for me right now. For I can what I'm that. looking for in a game, but this one, but it still have the same problem of you've got to kind of, I mean, yes, there's planning, but you still have to kind of get the dice in the right spot to even get a card that then would help you manipulate it. I just wish there was something early on. And I kept, I was surprised, you know, cause I kept asking Chad, what can I use coins for? And really the only thing you use coins for is victory points. And I kept thinking, how come I can't pay money to get coin, you know, to, to buy resources, 
But then there was a thing, and maybe it, I don't know if that I don't know if that was in the original game. There's that uh, black market, right? That you can get goods, and then you can use them to uh, to get a cube, uh, yeah, so, of any color you want, right? So that uh, I don't know. It, it like I said, I don't think it's a bad game, and I think that people who love Feld will still love this game. I just don't think it's for me right now. Something, something that was really interesting, and we, we really haven't talked, so people that are listening that haven't played Macau, but basically what it is is you have this thing that's called the Compass Rose, and you roll dice. You're going to draft a card first that gives you certain abilities to build your engine, but then you roll these dice, and these dice have colors on them that correspond to different kinds of resources, but they're really just cubes. And so then you are going to be using these cubes most of the time to either put out commodities in this neighborhood to, to buy pl- parts on the board that will then give you the commodity. And then you'll kind of sail your boat around and drop it off for big points. Um, or you're going to use the cubes to pay for the cards. Basically the cards you draft go down into an inactive pile under your board. And then if you, you you can get some really big minus points if you don't start uh, if you don't start fulfilling those cards because those cards build up and you have to take a card every round. There's twelve rounds, mm. which is part of the problem we'll get to in a second. But <clears throat> basically, you you have to spend those cubes. So you draft a die, and if that die is like six of a color, for example, I put it in the spot of my six slot in a wheel. That many cubes, I put six cubes there. But I, that doesn't mean I get them until the sixth round basically, because I turn that wheel. So you're kind of taking a two die and putting in the two slot. So then the next time it comes up, then I'll be able to use those cues of those cubes. So that's where the planning comes in, but you can't always be sure, you know, what you're going to have when the biggest problem though, for it going 12 rounds is the middle game is pretty interesting. The first couple turns, you have hardly anything. And, and that goes really quick and then the last couple turns, because of die, the the nature of die, every die ends up being like every six through four or whatever is a one because you, it, towards the later rounds, you wouldn't be able to use them otherwise, right? Because you're turning that wheel every time. So when you're getting to the later rounds, everything's a one. So it's like the first part and the last part is a little bit anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, and that's the disappointment there. So that's another thing that makes it feel like it goes on a little bit too long, I think. Yeah, I kept looking for the uh, worker placement spot where I could crank my wheel a couple of times <laughs> and then kept thinking, oh, wait, that's a, that's a really good game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Richie, you got anything else? Uh, we'll talk about when we get into the, the year stuff. Oh, so. good. All okay. right. I'm looking yeah. forward Welcome. to that discussion. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I say let's get on to doing a little uh, review of the new hotness of, I'm calling it Tileton because there's a lot of tiles in it. I think it should be called Tileton. <laughs> well, it's, it's Latin, right? Yes, uh, Tileton. There we go. I like Tileton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's more thematic for you guys. I know how much you care about theme. <laughs> hey, I do. So, uh, Tiletum is a one to four player Euro game that plays in about 60 to 120 minutes. It's designed by Simone Luciani and Danielle Tashini, and it is from Boards and Dice. And this is another game in their kind of T series. Um, in this game, it is a dice drafting game. Uh, there's a, with a lot of tiles. That's why it's called Tiletum. There's a, uh, so in this game, you're basically on your turn, you're going to draft a die. 
Now, really the coolest thing, and I'm not obviously going to explain all the rules, but the cool part about this game is when you go to draft a die, you will get resources equal to whatever that die value is. So let's go say you went and took a six and you took a gold six, you'd get six gold. But when you take a high number, that is going to be less action points that you get to use for taking the action. So if you took a six for resources, now you're only getting one action point where on the other side, if you go and take a, just a one that gives you just one resource. However, then you're going to get six action points to do whatever the action is. And and the actions are, are fairly basic. It's, you know, move your little uh, car around and, and put out buildings or move your architect around and put out pillars. And then one is kind of moving up a track like this King's track. And then One's getting contracts and things like that, you know, very Euro-y things. But it's kind of a very interesting thing. And then the dial kind of changes each round. So then those values become different. So uh, you play it over four rounds. Um, like I said, you're, you're trying to make con- do contracts. You're uh, kind of filling out your board with different, like putting uh, different heads of families into your board that can then also get you other bonuses. Um, and you're moving around on the board where you can build some different, uh, buildings and stuff. And then you also each round, there's going to be a, a round in round scoring uh, bonus that you have. But the key is, is you must be either have your, uh, merchant in that city, or you've had to place a house there and the house spaces are very limited. So uh, then, so if you're there, then you get to add, do some uh, bonus points. And like I said, you play this over four rounds into the game. The player with the most uh, points is the winner. Uh, Yeah. I mean, sounds like a very, very, very basic Euro. Uh, So Chad, what um, I'm going to start off with, what do you think about the layout, kind of the look, uh, just overall art and theme of this game? I mean, it is it is a euro. Like it's mm. it's beige. It's mm. you know, it is just it looks like a euro. I mean, the theme could not be more bland <laughs> euro. I don't even know what the theme is, but it, it is like different craft fairs. I mean, it's like, oh, okay. go okay. sell this stuff at different craft fairs and then have fair scoring. It it's is like, beige, but it does have pops of color. <laughs> the, the, it does there have some pastel, some pastel dice. There's some that, isn't there like a, the, the pink per, or pink or purple is kind of pops That's what a little I bit. said, pastel oh, dice. No, I'm talking about the player pieces. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the dice don't really pop though. They're, they're very pastel and kind of. <laughs> not wooden. The player pieces um, pop. Yeah, yeah. Boy, why does beige get such a bad name? What, I don't, what did I beige don't ever do? Yeah. I didn't realize how sexy you thought beige was. <laughs> really, I'm really sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I mean, Richie, any other thoughts on on the look or the graphic design or anything? I don't mind the look. Like I said, there's just some pops of color in there. Yeah. So for if you're going to get a Euro game, a, a nice, dry, beige-looking Euro mm. game, I, I don't think you can do any better than this. Yeah. Well, and I'll say to me, I think the the icons that you obviously need to understand, those are more important to me in a game like this because sure. you don't want, you know, if we think, uh, what was that uh, big grandiose game that the board was just so, uh, Agra? Uh, oh, yeah, remember yeah, that? yeah. You know, the board was so, you know, beautiful, but it was so hard to Very understand busy. how yeah. things were going. I, you, you sometimes you just want simplified when it comes to like a euro like that. And I think so. I, I think they knocked it out of the park for what they kind of had 
to do with, uh, you know, how it looked and then the icons and, and kind of, you know, after one game, I completely understood everything and never needed to look, you know, back in a rule book for anything. So yeah. So uh, yeah, not bad. Gameplay wise, Richie, what's, uh, what's your thoughts on the gameplay? I mean, I absolutely love the, the action wheel and the drafting of the dice. I mm-hmm. think that that is my favorite part of the game. And you, I mean, you can definitely tell, uh, Simone Luciani is involved just like based off of like that money track that almost kind of feels like the emperor's track that you have to deal with every round and uh-huh. you want to make sure that you're up there. But a lot of times I was, I was losing a lot of points on that. Sure, <laughs> so, sure. Uh, but I like, I just like, it, it is very Euro, <laughs> but I like that you're trying to balance a bunch of things and get things done. Uh, and you have limited actions to do it. So, uh, it's a solid little game. Okay. All right. Chad? I, I think it feels like, uh, like the best of these gentlemen's oeuvre i think what it is is one of these one of these games where and they like to design when they're together they like to design games like this where it's a lot we'll get to this of course but there's a good amount of variability in the board layout so when you first set up the board looking at the board state for about five minutes and going okay obviously that's going to be big this game i need to try to get over to there maybe oh that that building is going to score a lot and it's next to this one. That's a good route to try to hit if I can like that. They do a lot of games, even the, the one that we didn't quite love where you're knocking council people off the council of four, I think was their game. Um, even like that one where you really have to look out at the map and kind of decide this game, what might be the best strategy to start to go with. I don't remember Council of Four at all. I mean, I remember the name of the game. You owned I, it at one point. <laughs> it's yeah. the one that Simon uh, brought over yes. with way the big minis. Much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Way too much with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, and I, I, I agree with you, Chad, because uh, one of the things that I think is really good about this game, besides the action wheel, is those end of the round bonuses where you really can't afford to miss those end of round bonuses. So you've got to figure out a way to either get, uh, which is called a house or whatever in the game where you got to have to have a house in that area, or you've got to have your merchant there. Otherwise you, you know, you can miss out on a lot of it's points. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So you, and I, and I like that, you know, so it, it makes you go, okay, well I've got to plan for getting there. I feel like though, it's rare that you're, I think, what is it? Four fairs, right. In the whole game, uh-huh. four scoring fairs. I feel like it's rare that you're going to be able to go pretty deep into all four fairs. So you're probably going to be able to focus on two or three pretty hard. I feel like, um, it, but it, again, it depends on where it's at, how to get there, and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, but, yeah I mean, you definitely want to try to get at least something. Yes, out yeah. of each one. That's why I said pretty deep. You know, and sometimes you get a surface score, and you're like, okay, well, I see that this and this one kind of, you know, uh, right. twine together. So I'm going to go hard into that, and I'll try to get a foot into this one. Sure, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it can be hard to get heavy into all four. So you're kind of like kind of picking and choosing based on the way again, that your, your stuff lines up and the way that the board is laid out. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I'll tell you for just kind of a basic Euro, you, there is some interaction in it. with yeah. trying to get I pissed to some off of Brockman those. a couple of times. So, Oh, I tell you, uh, well, cause you have those extra actions that you can take when you put, you know, uh, an item down on your board mm-hmm. where you can put either a house out or a pillar or wherever. I was teaching this game to uh, the forts, right? Nate and Melissa. And at some point, Nate had moved his merchant over to one of the scoring areas and next turn was going to plan on putting a house out there. And Melissa, his wife, 
she did that special action and there was only one spot for a house and she put it there <laughs> and Nate just like stared at it, like gave her the death stare. <laughs> and he goes, I mean, I'd expect that out of Clef or Richie. And I was like, not you. I mean, he just was like in shock. And I was like, Ooh boy, I hope I didn't just uh, cause a divorce here. Some marital stress. Yeah, Nate gets that way. Nate, like does. he's he's all quiet, and then he's like, he's Ooh, like, I'm coming no, after no, you. I tell you, we yeah, played unfathomable with them, and Melissa was the 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 traitor, and uh, she ooh. she killed us real quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so well, I don't know why uh, he doesn't expect that out of me. I mean, he said she's not in Euro games. Maybe I don't know, but uh, I don't know. Maybe she's maybe she's uh, you know been around uh, Richie and I too much. Like, <laughs> maybe it's not in front of company. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, there's a lot of interaction. Excuse me. There is some interaction when it comes to that. So right. I would know yeah. say a lot. And but. Quite often, too. I mean, that's a good one because you, you get locked out. And the, the great thing about this game is there are a lot of different ways to go about something. So if you if you got if you got pushed out of something, there there is usually another way. It's just not the most efficient. Uh, but I sometimes you don't even like you don't even want to look at a at the board in the four player game until it, it's close to getting to you because you're, you've planned to take a certain die and it's like, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. dang it. Um, I, now this is kind of a very thin comparison, but I, I thought of the, how the dice were, you know, you're drafting the higher dice and then sometimes you want to draft the lower dice to get those more action points. I thought about it a little bit in the Bora Bora world where sometimes you wanted those higher dice to take more actions but then that obviously let for more people to be able to go to those spots where if you put the lower dice, you know, so, and I felt like there was a little bit of that where I might want to take a lower dice value just so you didn't get as many actions to take your, to do yours. So I, yeah. Yeah. Anytime where there's that delicious, painful decision there uh, with dice is, is fun. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's talk about the rule book. You know? Yes. Um, so did you read the, did you read yep. it from the rule book? I, I read all, I read all the rules uh, prior to that. Um, and I thought it was laid out fairly well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I could, uh, this is the type of game to, again, like this is pretty traditional, even though we really like the way that it's structured and stuff, there's nothing revolutionary. So it's kind of like at some point, sometimes you know where to look for things when yeah. you need to find specific things. And this was laid out in the way that you would expect and in a pretty clear and concise. Well, I'll say one thing for board and dice. I think they do some of the best rule books where they put anything. It doesn't matter what tile. Cause I just recently was playing uh Twats and Suey and every single tile has a number and, you know, letter and on there and you can go and find that exact item in the rule book and read exactly right there. And I, I like that. I hate it when they just have stuff in there and they don't even talk about the stuff. And punch punch as, uh, as Clef's translator, he was talking about, uh, <laughs> Turchi's game to want and sue you. So there you go. Although I did get Trismegistus for Christmas and, uh, that is not a good rule book. So far, but I remember, I, yeah, that was I remember, earlier on in the I tea days. Struggling, so. struggling I, I, I love that you just said that. All I can think of is there's an old ACDC song called I Want a Mistress for Christmas, but it sounds like <laughs> Trismegistus for Christmas. Uh, now, on the flip side, okay, and I mean, Chad, I don't know if you did or not, but uh, I set up to play the solo game. Did oh, really? You? 
I actually did not. I'm really okay. impressed. I, well, you know, hey, that's the kind of person I am for my punch bunch here. I'm going to be thorough to give them the information. I love it. That's not the okay. type of person you are. But so, no, okay. Not, uh, as he <laughs> hey, says, swank and sue you. <laughs> when we talk about resolutions here in a moment, okay. I'm, I'm, you know, feel like I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to, okay. you know, I'm, I'm going to be more positive towards games. Ooh. I'm going to be what? more, you know, <laughs> uh, understanding that, you know, just because I don't like a game doesn't mean other people can't, you know, really enjoy it. So, yeah. So, I'm going to be more positive <laughs> on my outlook for the year. But anyway, so let's get back to the solo here. Okay? okay. So, I set it all up and you have a, there's a deck of cards uh, that have two different type of cards in them. One deck that has uh, these uh, cardinal cards and you can either choose to take one of them, which is an easy you can choose three, which is hard, and then five, which is expert, okay? And then you have then a deck of cards, and you'll pull out the four like the four cards of wherever the cities are that you set up, okay? And then you have two cards that you always have. And on each card, it will have, like, do this for, you know, if, if the person, if, if this is available, then the you know, the AI will take this dice, you know, and then if not, it will take this dice and then it will do this action if it's available. And if not, then it will do this action and, and kind of just, you know, goes through all those things. And, you know, obviously it's a lot some more simplified where, you know, if it takes a contract, it just puts it down. Now I didn't finish the solo game. Okay. Cause you guys know I'm not a solo game player, right. yeah. but you know I how just it plays went through it. And there, I will say this, if you are wanting to play this solo, okay. First of all, and I know like for Richie, this is, and even Chad, I mean, you got to do the full setup. So, I mean, you're talking, Uh, it's not an easy setup. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll tell you this, talk about rule book. That solo rule book's about 12 pages long. I mean, yeah, it was a lot. So to, I, I'm not a solo player, but to me, I don't know. And then it's of course, just your score, you know, type of thing. So I don't. I don't think it's probably a very good solo game for people that are maybe looking for, you know, a solo game. So you don't win or lose necessarily, uh, like based on what the AI does. You just, it's the score and they just take stuff away from you then. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, since I didn't finish it, I don't even remember what those extra <laughs> cards that you could make it easy, hard or whatever. Cause it just, you yeah. play the thing and then it was something with the end. And I, at some point I was just like, all right, I got an idea of it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm moving away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I was sure. like, I just said no, this. No. Whole and thing his solo up, modes so. are complicated a lot of the times, a little too complicated. But did, yeah, did Turchi do the solo mode for that one? I believe so. Okay. I I would guess so. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. More to come on that. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's talk a little bit about player count, uh, which I always like to talk about. So obviously, we just talked about the solo, but uh, Richie, do you have any feelings on what you think the best player count for this would be? Uh, three, because that's the only player count I played it at. Oh, excellent. <laughs> all right, Chad. <laughs> I would say three just because if, if it's four, it feels like it goes a little bit longer than I want to. But with with uh, two, I know that it scales dice and all that stuff, but I like more interaction out on the board and just that kind of thing. So I think three is is the sweet spot for this. Like, like a lot of Euros. Again, like sure. I feel like this is a, not to say I didn't like it, but it's a bog standard Euro. Yep. All right. I mean, I will say... I think it is really good at all the player counts of two, three, and four. I will agree four can get a little bit long, but I like it because you do have a lot more choices of dice and you do have more interaction out on the board. But at two, they they scale it really well because, I mean, there's spots out there, you know, for three and four players, so it's, you get less and less stuff. Uh, 
I would honestly say, yeah, if, if you're interested in this game and you're thinking two-player, absolutely. I still think it's a really good two-player game. It scales well. So, okay. Uh, so then I think really the last thing we talk about then is kind of the replayability of it and uh, whatever that other word is that I can't think of right now. Variability. Variability. I mean, Chad couldn't remember Tableau earlier. So. <laughs> hey, they edited that out. Oh. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh. <laughs> um, oh, so, what, Chad, what do you feel like uh, on these? Well... Like I said, I think the variability is great. That's about the board state, you know? And so if different things are going to be important each time. Uh, different things are going to score. Uh, you know, it, it is going to change how you play. And I think this is one just like, to me, I keep coming back to, because again, this is these two designers. Uh, when you play Voyages of Marco Polo, the first thing you do is look out at the board and see what stuff is there to go do and move through and, you know, make those travels and how hard those are going to be, you know, and and look at your cards. So this feels like that to me. And you will have that variable set up. How you play and what you focus on will change based on those things. And it feels, as far as uh, replayability, it feels akin to that. Meaning, that's a game that uh, in its day for us, we played quite a bit because we really liked that game and, and found lots to play with. And I think this is of that same ilk. Okay. Yeah, I can see. I think there's definitely a lot to explore as far as strategy wise and things you can do out there. Reminds me, you know, parts of it like remind me of Grand Austria Hotel that you're going to even throwing the decapitated heads into the into the houses, you know, as far as the bonuses triggering and stuff like that. I don't know what you're doing with the heads, but they're going decapitated heads. It's just, I mean, I guess it is their their whole upper body, isn't it? It's not that just. Is it just their head? They're busts. Yeah, I think they're just portraits. Like, I don't think. think, Did Richie ever take like like a? I don't remember. Did you ever take an art history class? Yeah. Okay. Well, they're busts. No, the bust would just be. Sure. (laughs) I think I think this is going down to. I think it's, it might be going down to your torso. I remember heads, though. No, well, they're heads because we kept calling them the, the, the head action. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Replayability. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of Grand Austria Hotel, where it's not necessarily, not that much is changing necessarily, but I don't know, just the all the different strategies you can go after and the different uh, routes you can go. It just... The replayability is there. Okay. Yeah. I uh, definitely, uh, I think the variability is a little bit less than maybe what I kind of thought at first, because there's not a lot of different places where the fares are or, you know, what their, their bonuses are. Um, but it's still enough. I think that lets, you know, it makes it enough of a change. And then when you do put all those tiles out, certainly that makes a big difference of, what tiles are out there to do the different things that you do with those. So um, I think it's, it's fairly good. I would say average with the variability and I would say average with the replayability. You know, I mean, I've played this, I think six times. And for me to play a Euro six times now, nowadays, you know, it's, yeah, it's gotta have some yeah. decent replayability. So, and just yeah. to go back, it is the, the bus. It's just, it is just shoulders and up. So <laughs> Chad is right. It is the bus. <laughs> Thank you. So, but, you know, you can call it the head action if you like, or you can call it boobs. It's, you know, whatever you want. Wow. Uh, so Podcast just went a totally different way. So solo, uh, I want to give credit where credit is due. The solo designers on this, by the way, were Jeremy Avery and David Turchi. So there you go. He was part of the t- team there. All right. Excellent. Should we do uh, final thoughts? 
Let's do it. Clef, you got to ask all the questions. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm ready. Right after Richie oh. tells about the <laughs> scoring scale we oh, use. Okay. So at Punch Board Paradise, <laughs> we rate on a six-point scale with a one being a game that makes you miserable and a six being a game that could be in your top ten of all time. Clef, go ahead. All right, this is absolutely a solid four for me. Okay, it is exactly a medium weight Euro game that I enjoy, that I think is a good game. I've en I've enjoyed my plays. Like I said, it has some replayability. It has a little bit of interaction, but mainly it has a really good puzzle that I like to you know kind of play and try to figure out. I like that. Which actions am I going to take to try to do this? And which ones do I need the resources? And I just think overall, it's a very, very solid game. Um, on a side note, I mean, I am going pretty close to saying, I actually think this might be my favorite of the T series. If you consider these kind of the, the T series, uh, you know, I always have a special place in my heart for Zulkin. If we still consider that kind of back in the day, the T Absolutely. series, but um, I think, and, and I, and I was talking, um, and I think I was actually talking to Nate Ford about this again, saying, you know, when you play the to Watson Sui game, you can repronounce it here in a minute. Um, it's, it's clunky. I mean, there's just a lot of clunkiness to it and it's hard to understand. And there's be just fair. You did you know, throw so, in a full expansion when uh, you went back to okay, it. Okay. <laughs> I understand, but I'm still saying it's, it's, it's not as intuitive where this is a very intuitive. You are. It's very easy to teach. It's very easy to say, look at this is how you're doing. And then you have there. And it's, I think it just does it very, very well. And when I taught Dan, he was absolutely miserable the entire time, which is a bonus right there. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how he is with most games now. Uh, pretty much. It's not John coming. He doesn't want to play. Right Dan now. can <laughs> only play one and a half games at a time. Yeah. Like he has that's to true. focus on one and a half games at a time. And then when he's done with that one and a half games, he hates them and never wants to play them again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, my good friend, Dan. All right. So, Chad, what say you on this game? This is tough. It's either like a really high four or maybe even a five for me. Wow. Well, just because it, it, it's like a comfort food game, I feel like. Because again, it is what it is. And I will agree with you on what you said about the tea games. I think sometimes the reason that uh, a game is the way it is or, or that something feels clunky is, you know, you want to do something that is different, but sometimes there's a standard because it's more intuitive because it's the way that we understand it and doing it a different way, just get layers on too much and gets a bit clunky. So I'm all for innovating, but sometimes you go a little bit too far and down that innovation path and it just becomes, you know, unwieldy. Uh, so this is not that, this is not that. And, and I have greatly enjoyed my plays. Uh, it's so tempting to go to a five, but here's the thing. I know that if I look back in a year, usually what happens is it goes down. So I'm just going to go to the highest four I can give it. <laughs> and it is a very so high four the highest plus. four that you can give it is a four. Okay. Right. <laughs> Richie, what do you give it? I'm going to the five. Wow. <laughs> look at that. Wow. And, and like Chad said, it's, it's very, it's comfort food. It's, you know, I love Simone Luciani and this is a game like if they added this to uh, Yakata or a board game arena. It's a game that like, I would end up playing like a hundred times. Uh, it's wow. just something I just love all the mechanisms in there and they all just feel familiar and I just love how they all come together. Wow. So, all right. Wow. Color me shocked. I mean, I was not expecting that. So, 
Uh, overall, then, I gave it a regular four. Chad gave it a high four. <laughs> and Richie gave it a five. Woo! All right. Way to go, Tiletum. Tiletum it is. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Tiletum is more fun to say. <laughs> well, I, I, clearly, it's for two reasons. It's because, you know, it has tiles in it. And also, it just feels good in your yeah. tum when you make a good move. Yeah, lens, there lens. you go. I like it. Latin's <laughs> dead anyway. I a tile so. that was really good. Oh, that felt good in the tum. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. Latin is dead. Yeah. So before we move on to the year that was, uh, we should we should go over a, a few little business notes and odd ends. Oh. So PPCon, it's it's still up there. I, I'm excited. I'm seeing people uh, signing up now, which is good. More signups and some people, I'm getting really excited. People are on our Slack chat talking and talking about what they want to get played and uh, all that good stuff. Has has Rhiannon uh, signed up yet? Uh, no, I'm, I'm in talks. She, she tours because, in the summertime. Yeah. She tours. I mean, tours. just think about it. If you say she has signed up, I mean, we're going to get hundreds of people. Okay. Well, oh. uh, yeah. It's Rihanna, yeah. not oh, Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, how, how, how should that be different from any other board That's game? True. I don't even, I even know why I brought it So, yeah. <laughs> she, I don't know. She's usually on tour at that time because it's starting up the summertime and, you know, she doesn't even know if she needs to bring her umbrella, Ella, Ella. Mm. So, I, you know. I don't, <laughs> even, That's all what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but hopefully she will. I, I'm, I'm really excited. You know what? I don't even, I mean, I like her a lot, but I don't even care if she does come because I'm so excited about who we got coming already. That's right. Yeah. I mean. Klutz playing Terraforming Mars as well. I saw I, that. I, I, I put out the Slack today. I said, first person to respond, I will play whatever game they say. And then I put a little thing that said, game subject to my <laughs> approval. But uh, Chad C said, Mars. And I said, on Mars, it is. Let's play it. There you go. I, I think he might be thinking about yeah. the uh, the terraforming. The one. game yeah, that he has 500 plays of. Wow. 500 plays. And that's not, I don't think he's counting like online. Wow. No, I think that's on the table. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I mean, awesome. he is counting solo plays, but still. Yeah. No. Like, that's, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. I would say, I mean, my top would probably be Age of Steam now, which probably be about 130 times on the table. Something like that. Yeah. For on the table, Age of Steam is definitely mine. Yeah. For sure. Mine would be Marvel Champions, but that's because of all the solo plays. So, <sighs> anyway. Oh, Chad. <laughs> uh, no, more positive. That sounds yeah. awesome, Chad. I'm really glad you're enjoying that game. Well, that yeah, we great. haven't done the resolutions yet. You can still be negative. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> you know, my, my mother in law, my mother in law, her way of saying that, and I was on the trip in Costa Rica with her, and every time, like, she'd be like, I love that for you. <laughs> That's her way of saying it. I love that for you. So maybe you can adopt that. Uh, let's let's talk about another con, yeah? Okay, yeah. Uh, coming up here in March 10th, 11th, and 12th here in wonderful Nebraska in Lincoln is Great Plains Game Festival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be there. Me too. I'll be there. All right. We'll all be there. We'll all be there. <laughs> Just checking to make sure. Yep. I mean, sometimes Richie doesn't know when Thursday is. I so. know. It's crazy. Uh, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Here's the thing. When you work from home, your days can blend sometimes. So yeah. it's, you know, I, I, I especially, when, know your like, especially so. when your kids are off on break. Then That's it's true. Like, I don't even know what's happening. You just need to, you know, you just need to theme it. Like, okay, I wear my Jedi pajamas on Thursday <laughs> and like my Pac-Man pajamas <laughs> on Friday. So why, why should people go besides us? Because, you know, we know we're a big draw, but it, why should people go to Great Plains? Uh, no, this is 
the biggest gaming convention in Nebraska. Uh, they have had to move into now a bigger venue. So it's actually a downtown Lincoln in uh, the hotel called the Cornhusker, which is just a huge hotel. Um, but this is a really good, uh, you know, I think for everybody, you know, you can go there with your family and play games. You can go there and still get some serious gaming in. They've got a great library. Um, they always have uh, usually give away free games. I, I don't know what exactly is coming, but I'm sure there's some some games there. And now you have an opportunity. You can actually get a fairly decent uh, room price uh, if you want to stay at the hotel where they're having the convention, um, which is kind of nice, you know, where in years past it's kind of been in a, a place where there's not really any hotels around. So anybody who's kind of traveling from anywhere around, you know, you've got an opportunity for a hotel. And, uh, yeah, so it should be a great con. Um and uh, one of the people who runs it is a good friend of mine. So, you know, that, oh, you know, Cameron, you know, well, the nice thing about bump. Cameron, he well, always okay. has good dirt on you. So that is true. Yeah. yeah that's, that's <laughs> never good. That is uh, never good. We should never listen to anything Cameron says uh, <laughs> at all. Well, <laughs> the other thing I want to say is that they, uh, they have good uh, guests there lately. And that's where we met our friend, uh, Grant, Lyon. Grant, Grant yeah. Lyon. Yeah. And he, you know, he's uh, on Instagram as Grant's game Rex and he's with Rado now. And I'd like to think that we helped boost him up a little bit to you know and, and, and once again now he's yeah. like punchboard who yeah, you know, yeah. Like that. <laughs> no uh so they always have that which is really which is really great so uh, uh i'm pretty sure uh mick and starla will be there yep. from our family mm-hmm. plays games so there's gonna be a lot of great you know people there and last year we also i oh i'm terrible with the name of the podcast of the kids playing uh one yes yeah um, is it kids planning? No, kids, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, they used to be uh, called kids planning, um, but they, m- much like what might happen soon with us uh, when you get tired of me, they dump the kids and now they're just play the game. So <laughs> yeah, we would just call it Age of Steam podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that game. No, no 18xx allowed. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Excellent. So now that we're done with that, Chad, what's next? Well, I think we should uh, talk about the year, right? Well, it is time, first and foremost, to talk about the year that was 2022. First off, we should start with our draft. So, uh, Richie, we need you to kind of explain. We're going to draft our, our favorite games from uh, 2022. We'll draft four each. But you should explain what the draft is and also let us know who won the last draft. All right. So our last draft was overrated games. Ooh. And <laughs> it's a tough one. Well, here's the what, problem. Uh Oh, what happened? Well, no, that's not a problem because it's just a loser. Yeah. Right. And then we have a clear loser, and that's okay. me. So <laughs> that's, pulled, that's what the problem <laughs> is, <wow>. I think. <laughs> I pulled in 25.8% of the vote. It's not bad. Chad pulled in 37.1% of the vote. Not bad either. And if you're good at math, Clef pulled in 37.1% of the vote. Oh, Chad. That's our, right, that might be our first tie. That's nice. But pretty oh. close. I, I think I irritated people with the 18 xx pick but <laughs> as, as it should be way to go train gamers <laughs> but still play just okay all right so 
It's um, much better than the last draft where I had to like beg people to uh, vote for me. Where I was like, you're <laughs> bribing people. Give me a pity vote. <laughs> I bought Pharaoh's vote on this one. Uh, oh, with some geek gold. Oh, he said right. it was up for grabs. Up for I, grabs? Think I, I shot him like Man, twenty if one geek of us would have done that. We yeah. would have won. <laughs> what the heck? Come on, Pharaoh. Hey, speaking of Pharaoh, by the way, he did uh, he did do uh, a little re- uh, retrospective of who won the at this year who won the most drafts so yeah, sure, yeah he did. i'm sure you want to bring this up yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, who because, was the winner uh i think it, it might have been someone with the letter c for the you know oh, the beginning oh, of their it, name it yeah, was, yeah and the uh, last was the letter d so <laughs> oh, yeah cled yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh again again really wow congratulations yeah it's like two years in a row yeah. that you've yeah. uh, won the overall back crown. to back that's right yeah uh but yeah he put up i mean he put up yeah. a great post on yeah. our guild Three two two seven. Yeah, yeah, check that uh, out. You can check read that out. It. He's great with stats, and also you can see like uh, he's a good writer. So if Chad you, did also have the worst performance in a draft <laughs> uh, for the year. So we're going to call too. that out as well. Yeah, that, yeah. that is fair. <laughs> that is typical. You know, anybody who's ever worked with me would say that I, I am also prone to uh, the worst performance and the best performance mm. at times. So you're going to get all yeah. of me. I think you said the thing that killed us was the uh, letting him have school king and uh, yeah, the trick taking. Yeah. yeah, that sure. definitely that didn't hurt. Help. Sure. Uh, but like I said, uh, Joe's a, a good writer too. So if you if you like his post, which you should, then you should check out his blog on uh, BGG, the Ogre Cave, which is which is he writes every week and it's a good read. So awesome, thanks, Joe. All right, so Richie, tell everybody how we draft here at Punchboard Paradise. So at Punchboard Paradise, we like unique lists. That's why we draft, and we're gonna do a serpentine draft, which all that means is if you draft last in the first round, you'll draft first in the second round. Chad and Clef are rolling off. Yes! One for once. Oh my gosh. You know what's sad is when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I get right, zero. zero. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's a 10 sided die. Uh, I will go first. I figured. And then um, I'm going to let Richie go second. I knew it. <laughs> ah, I, knew it. I thought you'd like the swing, Chad. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, so for my first pick, um, and we all agreed on this, that it was eligible to be picked because it is a different enough of a game. And those were, you have not played it yet. Um, it definitely has a, it, it's similar to the base game, but it has a lot of different things in it. And that is going to be great Western trail. Argentina. Nah, sure. I was hoping you choose something so, else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I figure you would though. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's gonna. He's gonna snap it from us. So. Uh, you know, it's 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 really you know, and I I know there's somebody at this table that actually says they like it better than the original. At least I've heard them say this out loud to me. Um, I'm not sure I'm gonna go that far, but I do think I really like the new kind of mechanism, and I like the new farmers, and there's just a lot of cool things that go along with this game, and. After that, it's it's still just Great Western Trail, which mm-hmm. is still one of my favorite. In fact, probably my favorite Euro of all time. Yeah. The great thing about this game, honestly, is that it gives, I felt like it gives you even more agency in the game, like pacing a little bit. You know, like you can you can send those, like you can push those ships off pretty quickly too. That's another thing that people can't get to, right? Like the ships that you're selling the green cows to. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like you can kind of rush that a little bit too, so that if people are working towards that you, they they go they go away sooner sure uh, yeah. and i like that and i also love that mechanism of uh moving your train ahead so that you can enter 
uh, enter la- earlier in in yeah. the kind of route, right, right. basically. Yeah. yeah, I love the ships, and I love the fact that they made because in the original, uh, the TPs or the outlaws, whichever version you have, they're just kind of off out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Where like the farmers can get in your way, yeah, and it really okay, changes too. the game. And then you have to do what Chad was talking about: push your train up so that you can get out earlier to yeah. to deliver. So, yeah, great game. Yep, yep. All right, Richie, what would be your first pick, sir? Well, this is going to be my my second choice, really, because I would have taken Great Western Trail as well. Yeah, but uh, John Company's second edition mm-hmm. for sure is has just been fantastic. I'm I'm sad that. Dan has not been able to play as much as he wanted to because I would have loved to been in those games as well if I was around when Dan's around, but yeah. usually not. But yeah, John Company was just a, a fantastic game. It's not, you know, it's not our typical game that we play, but it's just a, a fun negotiation, mm-hmm. screw over everyone at the table type game. I mean, I've had more entertaining time listening to you and Chad argue in that game than any game of ever. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, no, I, I would agree. It's, it's definitely the most different game that I think I played all year for sure. So, and definitely, you know, would have probably been my next pick. So for sure, that's a, it's a great pick. All right. Well, I get to coming around the horn here yeah. and I am going to take the game we just talked about. I'm going to take to let him for all the reasons that we talked about. Oh, Tileton, gotcha. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you right. My bad. I got excited. I was like, ooh, I'm going to get Tileton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even need to go into it. We just went into why I like it so much. So there you have it for my first pick. The next pick uh, we talked about earlier in the year. In fact, I've talked about for a couple of years, and then it was just published this year. Uh, and by the way, we we didn't expressly say this, but we are going by the BGG rankings of, of when they say that they are out. So... Anything on BGG that says 2022 is fair game, okay? Sure. Uh, so that is that is the reason. But something like, we we haven't brought it up yet, but something like Sky Mines, which is basically a straight-up retheme, uh, almost like a second edition, but more so. Uh, I mean, you picked John Company, obviously, but that feels like a little bit more of a different game than Sky yeah, Mines maybe. does. I don't know. Sky Mines, <clears throat> it, it's... it's- it's a very thin line right there, right? I mean, yeah. it's hard to say because we didn't play the original. I didn't play John the original. Company, John so that, company, that's so. that's hard to say where we can easily distinguish between Great Western and Argentina. So in Sky Mines, there's, it's, you play the base game. The only thing that's different is it adds a little bit of the cookbooks. Of the cookbooks, which yeah. also existed before. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I didn't consider Sky Mines. Yeah, so anyway, what I'll say is that uh, at least as a majority, we decided that Sky Mines wasn't uh, available. So that's why that's not it. But then that being said, uh, my second pick is going to be Bear Raid from uh, Board Game mm. Co. Okay. And, uh, and Ryan Courtney. Uh, I still really like that game. We don't get it out enough, but I really like the stock market manipulation in that and sort of the uh, the push back around the board and trying to get people to work with you, especially in a larger player account. That can be pretty fun. Um, it is enjoyable to see how that all works out. And there's definitely some player meta that can factor into that game. So Bear Raid is my number two. Nice. I still haven't played the, the final day. I've only played that prototype. Oh, a long time ago. Wow. So, crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think you'd like it, Richie. So it's, yeah, so do it's I. Good. I, I believe I would. All right. For my second pick, this was uh, a surprise. And actually, Clef told me about this game. And I've been playing a lot more family games since I've been playing with uh, the kids a lot more. 
Uh, and this is a solid family game, and that's Trekking Through History. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, it's one that's been getting a lot of play uh, in our house. And uh, if I don't know if the Time Warp, they must be, because I bought this retail anyways, and I got the Time Warp cards. But I had heard that some people weren't getting them in their copies or whatever. There oh, might be a Kickstarter thing. Mine was I don't a retail know. version also. If yeah. it has the insert, it's made to have those the Time Warp cards in there, I feel like. so. Yeah, maybe. I Someone had said something about it, not having them. Not having okay. them. But, hmm, interesting. Uh, but yeah, with the Time Warp cards, absolutely fantastic game. A lot of fun. Solid little family weight uh, game where you're drafting cards, trying to keep your timeline going for a long time, and then the warp cards just kind of mix up every round. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I finally got to play this, too. I really loved, like, I was able to get it out and teach it to, to Stephanie in, like, five minutes, which is always a bonus. But uh, the only the only downside for me, honestly, was I wish you cared about what the events were more. You know, like, in a like timeline, I feel like, has a little bit more focus that timeline challenge game that you have has a little more focus of like either the music or the events or whatever. It feels like that's a little more obvious rather than it kind of suggests in the rules for you to now, after you finish your turn, go back over the events. That oh, you, so we yeah. did it at the end of the game. We would say, what's your trip? What was your trip? Like, Oh, oh that's cool. Trips. I like that. So I like that. Did you yeah. play with Knox or just with Jessica? No, Jessica. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I would totally agree. You know, as I've, I've obviously been singing the praise of this game for a light game. My wife just absolutely loves this game. Um, I kind of see what you're saying, saying Chad, about how the, the, you know, yeah, the the events or the, the, you know, the dates don't make a big difference. But I'm also not sure. I feel like really in timeline challenge, they make a big difference either. It's just it's more knowledgeable about what the dates are, as opposed yeah. to in this game, it doesn't. Matter. I like on the so, back of the cards, they have. So, they do they have, have all they the have information. A, yeah, a lot of information on the back. So, so yeah. I guess I felt like timeline was a little bit more like you needed to know something about that to to place the card in the right place. Yeah, but, yeah, oh, for sure. sure. Where this one doesn't have that, it, just but, numbers. Um, have you played any of the other trekking? No, games? I, I haven't either. So, yeah, I want to check out at least so, one other one. Because there's so. like trekking through trekking, trekking the national parks. National I think parks is one of the original. My wife would like yeah. that because trekking, there's another trekking one. Is there another there's one? a trekking trivia and there's one more trekking. Uh, trekking okay. the Star Trek. Trekking the Star Trek. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Okay, well, it's uh, back to me now for the good old swing. And the next game I'm going to pick, um, talk about games where Chad and Richie yelled at each other for half the game, is going to be. Crescent Moon. I really enjoyed this game. I only got to play it, I think, maybe twice this year. But this game to me is, I mean, you're talking about a game where if if it's kind of compared to Root, I liked this much better because it was more of a uh, less, less dependent on drawing cards and more just kind of you trying to make your faction work and trying to make... You know, you just do the best you can. It felt like there was more negotiation too. And a lot more negotiation. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed Crescent Moon. Its biggest downfall is you gotta play it at five players, and that's that's its player count. Mm-hmm. So that's just a minor ding on it. But I still think it's a solid game. I still really enjoyed it and you know, still want to try to get some more plays of it in. So I mean, based on our play of this game though, as much as uh Richie thinks I'm a bad steward of the John company, I would say that um Basically, Richie's a bad Christian, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Chad. (laughs) The thing about Chad is 
<laughs> How come so many sentences start on, that hold way? Hold on, hold on. Ding, ding. Okay, go. You know, we're going to be positive this year. <laughs> Me and Clef are going positive. We're going positive. Clef's going to go, or Chad's going to go more negative this year. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, and then for my next pick, um, I'm going with a little game that, uh, you know, as Richie was talking about with oh, his recent on. plays. And I was looking for some games to, to add to my, uh, you know, my order or whatever. And Richie started talking about these village games. And I, I still don't remember what the first one was because I never played it. <laughs> but then the other one he talked about was this great game called Village Rails. And I picked this game up and talk about a nice thinky little game that plays in like, oh, I mean, you can play it in under a half an hour easily, even at, at, at the full player count. I mean, it's so simple on your turn. All you're doing is drafting a piece of track and you're placing it in your little tableau. And then you can also add these other cards to kind of gain some points. And then anytime you finish a route, you're just going to look and see what are the different things that you scored on that route. And that's the game. And it's like, it doesn't sound like much, but it's such a nice little thinky little filler. I really, really enjoy this one. And thanks, Richie, for, uh, yeah, for telling me about it. Yeah, thanks for taking my pick. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next pick, this is a, a game that uh, Clef talked about. And oh. <laughs> he was he was down on it at PPCon. Ooh. But Clef is, I mean, he's just a pure war gamer now. So, and this is old Clef. Whoa, whoa. whoa. When he says, like, turn over a new leaf, I always wonder, like, how many freaking sides does a leaf have? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you crumple it up. And, <laughs> this is also in the family weight range. Uh, but First Rat is a fantastic little Euro game. Oh, I mean, you, oh yeah i'm really yeah i'm glad you like that one Richie. No, that i like that for you i really like that for I, you Richie. i don't know what you're talking about i mean it is a solid family weight game that that's got some great comboing that you can do it, it's a fantastic game he got and a great thing he got joe farrell's vote right there so. <laughs> Good job. Uh, but yeah if you're looking for a family weight euro first yeah. rat is fantastic yeah if you'd like a little light euro yeah it's, it's <laughs> you perfect. just pick village rail so <laughs> yeah it's more thinkier than first rat no no no, no. <laughs> no, no I can't. I'm <laughs> richie i really like that pick for you first rat that's uh, my pick all right i think you're both dumb okay for my pick <laughs> good job chad <laughs> i like this new chat <laughs> uh for my pick you know what this is just silly fun um it I haven't found a way. I, I kind of want to shorten it to three rounds instead of four the way it plays, but I, I'm going to go with John D. Clare's uh, Ready, Set, Bet. I just, I don't know. I, we're going to have a, a play of this at PPCon. When you get like to seven and eight players slamming down their tiles, it is just, it really is like somebody said to me, isn't that just gambling? Isn't it just pure betting? And it, it really <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah. is. It's yeah. just not with real money. Yeah. And somebody's yelling what the horses are doing. And and somebody else is, is yelling like, oh, what's wrong with you, number eight? Are you crippled? What's wrong? You know, like it, it just. Uh, we won't say who did that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so uh, I just think it's, it's one of those games that uh, I can play with a lot of different people just because everybody can easily get into the spirit of it. So my family loves it. Um, you know, hardcore gamers like it as a little break. I feel like so uh, ready set bet is my number three pick and lastly you know what my list wouldn't be complete 
if I didn't peek in 18xx. And so Old Prince 1871, which it says comes out as a print and play. Uh, it's a print and play, essentially. It's self-published this year by Lucas Boyd. And I, this was this was an 18xx I won this year, which they're very rare. Um, I, I played it at... Uh, it. Chad took one off my list. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you love that for me? <laughs> I, I love that game for yeah. you, Chad. <laughs> so uh, it, it is, uh, you know, it's, it's a classic... Um, I shouldn't say it's classic. It has, it adds some really nice wrinkles. The opening auction is really interesting in that if two people pass with something that is on offer, you, the, the next person has to buy it. So you can really do some interesting stuff in a three player game. It might come back around to you too. So, uh, but you know, this plays up to five or six, I believe, and it makes the auction really interesting. There's some really interesting positions to get into. And then there's, there, there's a company that uh, has different lines, the, the peer that kind of adds some interesting wrinkles. It's a really great game that I actually think plays uh, shorter than some of the other 18 XXs, which is another bonus. But it's a it's a hot game. Maybe, uh, maybe that's the one we should play at that 18xxcon that we go to. Yeah, so I haven't been listening for the past couple. So, of well, minutes, that's but. okay. But <laughs> I believe he you. said shorter. He said shorter. Now, granted, he always when, says shorter. When Chad says shorter, doesn't ever mean shorter. I'm waiting so. for him to turn a new leaf on lying about the time <laughs> on 18xx says, games. It is long. It is going to take forever. The last 18 rounds are nothing but math. All right. <laughs> My number four, The Old Prince, 1871. <laughs> uh, my last pick is a game that I actually, I learned it on uh, BGA and went out and bought a copy because I enjoyed it so much and have just been playing with Jessica. It's another two-player game. It's a little tug-of-war game, uh, and that's Caper Europe, and oh. it's from Keymaster Games, and it is, the theme is that you're mastermind, you're both master criminal masterminds, and you're putting together a crew of thieves to rob these three locations. Uh, and you have a little token on each location that you'll push back and forth and you're trying to obviously get it to land on your side by the end of the game, but you're playing games. It's very, it's a draft, you know, you're drafting the cards back and forth and playing them and a very mean game as well. You can burn up the other people's cards and you're, you're just constantly trying to stop your opponent from doing something and then, you know, bring the token back to your side, but solid little game. I've enjoyed it quite a bit and that's caper Europe. Nice. I am. I am surprised. I hadn't heard you talk about this one, and I've kind of heard. I was going to talk about it in the recent plays, but then I was like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about yeah, it." Yeah, sure. To, I, I've heard some this, mixed so. reviews on that one, so I'm glad I'm that you enjoyed like it. it. Yeah, if you if you like, it, it is mean, yeah. uh, and but it's a great, fantastic production from Keymaster Games. I wasn't expecting much because I think I've only played Parks from them, which is fine. It was not anything to write home about. Uh, but this one in the box, you also get different. There's different cities, which in introduce different cards and different mechanisms. It's all a little game. So it is two player. Yes, it okay. is strictly two player. Hmm. Interesting. Thanks. Uh, do you think I would enjoy this or with Missy or? I don't know. Maybe you. I don't who, Don't ask me about you. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes like he loves Village Rails, but then there's other games that you bring up and he's like. Yep. Yeah. I, he makes no sense. It kind of depends on if like. If, if a good Rambo clip was on at the yeah. time while he was playing. <laughs> you know what? You guys are both fair. I totally agree with you. Good, good points. Good points. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Missy would not like it. It is very, it's a Too very weird. aggressive game. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, all right. So that leaves me with my last pick. And I, I tell you, this is tough because I, I don't have a GMT game on here, guys. And But I'm going to tell you, GMT didn't really have a lot great. And I've only gotten to play Flashpoint one time so i it 
I didn't quite feel good enough to, to quite put it in, in this draft. So the game I'm going to go with, I mean, is is a party game coming for me. Oh, I know what and this I'm one gonna is. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, I had more fun with this at the uh, the Great Plains Game Festival that was here in Omaha uh, than a lot of party games I've had in a long time. And that is going to be Phantom Inc. Okay. Um, I've talked about it on the podcast. It's definitely a, uh, unique game. It's kind of, uh, similar in a way to crosstalk where you're giving clues, uh, kind of to, you know, and the other team gets to guess after you give a clue. Um, eh, but this one, you are only writing letters and you can tell people when to stop, but you have certain questions that you can answer, but, oh my goodness, I have just had so much fun with this game. And let's be honest, I, I will forever remember you know, Cameron's look on his face when, you know, I started writing out dragon after he put puff and, you know, and I, and I just couldn't believe that I got it. That will just have a special place in my heart. So just a lot of fun. Uh, if you like party games and, and you like kind of unique twists on party games with like a word game, Phantom Inc is a hundred percent worth giving it a shot. So this almost started fights with my family. That was, there's like so much <laughs> yelling of like, are you wow. kidding me? What is wrong with you? Why would you even write that? That's so <laughs> obvious. Like you're definitely giving it to them. It's just, it was, it's really funny. So yeah, a good game, a good yeah. game. It did not, it did not make my list, but it is a good game. So yeah. So, all right. All right. So at the end here, we've got Richie drafted John company, second edition trekking through history, first rat, and Caper Europe. Uh, Chad drafted Tiletum. Well, something weird, but I think it was Tiletum. <laughs> Bear Raid, Ready, Set, Bet, and Old Prince 1871. Yep. Okay. And then I drafted Great Western Trail Argentina, Crescent Moon, Village Rails, and Phantom Inc. All right. There we go. Boy, I don't know. This will be interesting to see how the Punch Punch feels about these games. I mean, this is... Uh, yeah, we'll see. This is, uh, I don't know if these are maybe as popular. Some of these are not quite as popular as some other ones. Uh, well, and and it's just not a lot. Like, still, there, we will say, as we normally do with this sort of thing, we will give an update later in 2023 to kind of let you know after we played some, right? Because, like, uh, I expect, I really expect that I would like Heat, and I have not played that. And then I'm a huge uh, Rosenberg fan, and I haven't played a Tiwa yet. Yeah, uh, that looked good, too. Yeah, so. Right. So There's going to be some changes, some changes. Yeah. okay. But uh, make sure to go to the board game geek guild three two two seven and uh, vote on who you think had the best draft and put your own list in there. Yeah. Yes, please do. Uh, so we will do we'll do actually a double. We'll do a double poll. Should we do a double poll? Sure. No, we'll just so, do one poll. No, we'll you're you're poll. you're you're in charge of it. Do so, two polls. Yeah. Do two. You know what? I like that for you, Chad. <laughs> do two <laughs> so we're going to do our draft and then we're just going to put our, our top tens down. So yep. uh, Chad, okay. why don't you, why don't you rattle off your entire top 10 there real quick? Okay. So number one, I had great Western trail, Argentina. I mean, you can't start with the number one, Chad. Oh, I mean, this How is do you, truly you never, amateur hour. What's I mean, happening what is here? Going All right. <laughs> Tableau, Chad. <laughs> you blow, Clef. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chad. I am very sorry. You're doing great. Okay. Keep it up. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So for number ten, uh, I had Crescent Moon with uh, by Stephen Mathers and Osprey Games. I thought it was a really fun, uh, interactive game, and I really enjoyed my plays of it. Uh, for number nine, actually, this is a super light game, but 
I really was surprised by it and uh, enjoy it a lot. Stephanie and I have a bunch of plays of it already. So that's Splendor Duel by Bruna Catala and Mark Andre. Uh, my number eight is a game that we've talked about before, but it's Capstone's Fire and Stone Siege of Vienna. I really like the quick, snappy war game of it. And it, it, it's it got some interesting mechanisms. Uh, and it, it's just a way to play a war game that to me feels satisfying. I, again, I feel like if you liked Watergate um, and you weren't into card driven games much before this is your war game check it out uh number seven i uh i really this was the gmt game for the same reason as fire and stone flashpoint south china sea by harold buchanan i really like this card driven game that plays again very snappy it feels like you know just a fist fight you know in a very narrow area plays very quick and um some of the give and take in this game very interesting, very interesting area control stuff. And then, of course, number six is Bear Raid, which I've already talked about. Number five is Ready, Set, Bet. Number four is Toledum. Number three is Old Prince. Number two is John Company. And number one brrr, is Great Western Trail, uh, Argentina. Woo! All right. Good list. All right, Richie, fire away. All right, so my number 10 is The Mirroring of Mary King, which I've talked about on the podcast before. A fantastic little two-player game where you're trying to fight off the ghost from taking over your body or the ghost trying to take over the uh, Mary King's body. Uh, number nine, mind bug, which we talked about this episode. Uh, number eight, village rails. Uh, number seven, first rat. Uh, number six, tile tum. Uh, number five, crescent moon. Number four, trekking through history. Uh, number three, caper Europe. Uh, number two, John company, second edition. And then number one, great Western trail, Argentina. Wow. So your number six was a five on the punch board scale. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, real quick. So my number 10 was Mosaic. Um, I've only gotten to play it one time, but I really, I thought it was kind of enjoyable. Kind of, I mean, I wouldn't call it a civilization building game, but I mean, it. that's what it's built as. Uh, interesting game. So, what did you like okay. about that? Chad, I just, I just really liked it. I thought it was just like a really good Euro. And my number nine was... Uh, Fire and Stone, a CG of Vienna. So I thought it was a very good game. I like. I agree with Chad. I like the snappiness of it. So I was. It was interesting. Uh, number eight was Flashpoint. Once again, I only have one play of it. It could climb. It may not. I may be like, ah, I'd rather just play a good game of Twilight Struggle as opposed to playing a little quicker game. But it was. I mean, what did we play it in half an hour, forty five minutes, forty I mean, minutes. Yeah, forty minutes. It was. It was real snappy. Uh, number seven was Phantom Inc. Number six was Trekking Through History. Number five was Village Rails. Number four was Tileton. Three was Crescent Moon. Two was John Company, second edition. And number one was Great Western Trail, Argentina. Cool. So, yeah. All right. So overall, 2022, Chad, what say you overall for the year? Good year, bad year, average year? Uh, for me, if I'm looking at my full list, you know, I, I felt like it was, it was a little bit Difficult to make a top 10, if I'm being honest. Uh, I still like these games, but when I compare it to recent years, I just feel like, quite honestly, since COVID hit, it's been weird. Uh, releases have come at weird times. It thinks, it feels like things are spread out throughout the year. There have been some great things. I feel like we're getting some more uh, family weight or mid-weight or kind of just more friendly games, you know, uh, that are that are doing really well, um, but also you also have a lot of now. Great, Great Western Trail Argentina was on the top of all of our lists, but uh, I feel like you have a lot more retreads recently too. 
because it's safer. Um, because right now shipping is so still so expensive. You don't know about production, you know. So so I feel like there's some of that going on as well. Uh, but I on the on the plus side, I will say something like Great Western Trail Argentina made me. Well, Clef, it put me over on your side of the fence, basically, which is to say that I now recognize that Great Western Trail is by far Fister's best game because I think that he can... Chad, I like you on this side. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, I mean, you can see that it is, it feels like a more mature design than Moonbasa or Moonbasa, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Moonbasa. I like, I like but I, I, I feel like, I, I feel like, when you play Sky Mines, when you play Mombasa, it, it, it's it's a little dated. You know what I mean? Like it feels in some part, some ways, a little dated. Whereas uh, the Great Western Trail feels like a fresher design that it is easier to iterate on. And and so I think that's what I what I enjoy about that. But yeah, overall, I like that for you, Chad. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Richie. Are you are you moving anywhere closer to the Great Western is Fister's best? Uh... No, but I mean, Great Western Trail has moved up for me, but it okay. it's still behind Mombasa for me. Okay, but. okay, okay. Well, what do you say about 2022, Reggie? I think it was a good year for family weight games. And it, I mean, I obviously I've been playing a lot more family weight games uh, since I've been playing with the Knox a lot more. So, I mean, that might be why I have a little bit more positive spin on it other than these two curmudgeons. But I haven't gone yet, so... <laughs> Um, so yeah, family weight games. I think it was a great year. Euro games, meh. Okay. I I personally think middle, like, you know, medium weight Euro games. I think it was a fine year for medium weight Euro games. I mean, I, you know, you know, between mosaic village rails, Tiletum. I mean, I, there's a few others that I played this year that I thought were, you know, okay. Uh, what's the, the, the one we talked about earlier in the podcast, the Mozart one. Oh, Lacrimosa. Yeah. Uh, Lacrimosa. Uh, even the uh, game, that encyclopedia game, that Richie, that one sure. we played, yeah. was was a fine average Euro that had some different you know, things to go along with it that made it interesting. So I think that, I think that was kind of a, a decent uh, year for that. For me, where the year suffered is, with the exception of really John Company, there was nothing really big for me that came out that I, you know, obviously great Western Argentina is great, but no, you know, big coin game, no big GMT, like Imperial struggle. No, uh, you know, nothing like that, that came out that really made me be like, Oh man, you know, this is such a great game, uh, in that genre. So for me, that's where the, the, it was kind of lacking. So, but overall, I mean, you know, hey, I'm not that curmudgeoned. I'm saying positive things here, Richie. We haven't gotten to resolution, so you're still old, Clef. Oh. <laughs> well, what about uh, what about uh, surprises? Do you guys have any pleasant surprises that you're kind of like, oh wow, I I didn't even know this. I hadn't heard about it, or just this is way better than I thought it might be. Hmm. Uh, Caper was on my surprise. Marvel Dice Throne actually ended up being a pretty good game, and it, once again it. It definitely helps that I'm playing with my kid. Sure. And that he's excited That's about it. That's the way it. those work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, it, I, I'd not, I had not played Dice Throne before, so this was a solid little game. Hold on. You said you play it solo. That's not playing with your kid. So That's, how's that working? That is no, Marvel Champion. Game. Oh. <laughs> Marvel Dice, uh, Dice Throne is like the Yahtzee, bad, you know, 
for some reason, I game. feel like I've played it. Did we play yes, it? Yes, we played it okay. at uh, the St. Louis convention. Uh, uh, Geekway to, Geek to the West. West. Okay. Yeah, because I, I had gotten some I had gotten some for Finn, and we were waiting around, so I said, you just want to play this real, real quick. quick. That's right. I remember it now. Okay. And the only other one, uh, Next Station London is a little roll and write uh, where you're using different colored pens. So yeah. a little route building roll and write that I've we heard about that so. one. Okay, well, uh, what about you, Clef? Uh, I mean... I wouldn't. I would say maybe like trekking through history was kind of a uh, you know a surprise for me. That game just really surprised me for what I I wasn't expecting to be as good as it was for what it is. Uh, so I would say maybe trekking through history would be my biggest surprise maybe of the year. So. Uh, I have two surprises, and they're they feel like relative abstracts, uh, even though they kind of I guess have themes. One I just played, and Brent in, uh, uh, introduced it to us, and that's turncoats. By oh, Matilda Simonson, goodness. right? I've got to do my entire top ten over. <laughs> nope, <Yeah. laughs> too late. Too late. So, Is that your new number ten? Oh, well, that for sure would be in my top <laughs> it, ten. It really is I an like interesting game. I for, you've man, got must not have come up for me. So you've got three colored stones, three kinds of colored stones, and actually the bag becomes the mat. It holds. It's a drawstring bag that holds these stones. So she self Matilda Simonson. Uh, produces these games herself essentially and it is a uh, a mat out and you have basically these regions where you're going to be able to put stones and then there's majority scoring regions and you get a bunch of colored stones behind something that you hide so nobody else knows what stones you have and you can do a bunch of actions you can uh, basically put stones out into regions i think you can move stones correct and you can put stones in this little uh, area to battle, I think, right? Uh-huh. And, and battle and move. Yep, yep. There's two areas for those. <clears throat> and then is there another one over there that influences majority on the other side that you can put a stone into, or is that the move action? That's the move. So okay. you got the battle and the move. Yep. Yeah. So uh and so those kind of influence the way things go. But then what's really the interesting action is basically you do this sort of pass action that is basically like you're gonna draw a stone out of what's left of of a bag. And you are going to then, you don't show that stone, but you do show a stone you're putting back in. Mm -hmm. And that basically is sort of prolonging the game. It's like not doing anything else, but maybe trying, because you don't know what you're going to pull out, trying to improve your position. Because basically the way you win is by having the most stones behind your barrier of the one that wins those most of the regions. Right, right. Okay. And so it is, uh, you know, it's just a little like trying to figure out what everybody's doing and what they're going to do and how they're, so it's really sussing things out. It's very interesting. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the best part about it is, is you want to use a stone to make your stones better, but then you usually have to use your color right. to make it better. Like if you want to go battle, you're putting your color there, but now you've lost one of those stones from behind yours. And yeah, you can't use too many stones because then you just have no shot to win. That's so. why it feels like sometimes the best action to take is that stalling pass action, which it, it is really, really interesting. Is. Yep, yep. And it's uh-huh. like, I want to see what you're going to do, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was my number five of the year. No, 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 no. I don't care what you guys say. Uh, when punch, it gets punch, to punch, punch, support us. When he puts out his poll, you can't vote for that. I've forgotten that it was a 2022. Oh, yeah. That's how much he liked it. He I forgot. I forgot so. that we were doing a poll. I was about to say that yeah. since we weren't doing a poll on yeah. it, it didn't matter, but it does matter. Yeah. Yeah, so. this is not on your list. <laughs> Well, uh, punch who, punch has who to controls vote. the uh, that I'll, on the, I'll just on the... delete the post and repost it myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, I would let you guys if you forgot a game to put it on there. <laughs> yeah, that's old class. Uh, okay, so 
Uh, the other one is Boop by Scott Brady. And I actually, I played this one with Brent and it is an abstract. He likes chess and it is a really easy abstract. Is that the cat one? Yeah. it's okay. you, you have little kittens. You have a bunch of little kittens and then you have a bunch of little cats. And you are putting them on the this box and it's a little mattress pad on there. And it, the mattress pad makes a grid. Uh, you are putting kittens down. And when you put a kitten down, any... Uh, either orthogonally or diagonally adjacent kitten that is next to that cat that you put down gets booped outward one space, okay? But if there is already a kitten next to that kitten, it can't get moved. It's kind of like it gets blocked into not getting booped, okay? Okay. So, but what you want to do is when you get three kittens in a row, you get to take those off the board and now you get a cat for each of those. And then the way you win is getting three cats, but it's all about kind of really strategically uh, trying to place out those three cats without finding ways to, you know, get pushed, get booped. Cause you also can get pushed off the board too, off the edge of the bed. And uh, so, so it's interesting. Sometimes you're kind of trying to decide, is it the best thing to just push uh, you know, cause I can see that you've got two kittens in a row and the next time you sit down, you'll probably be able to do that. Is it the best thing for me to just use my whole turn to mess that up? Or do I want to better my position? And the interesting thing too, is that cats can boop kittens, but kittens can't boop cats. So that gets dicey once you've get, got some of your cats out on the board too. So it's really easy. And I feel like this is again, smirk and dagger games. It's a different designer. Scott Brady did Hughes and Cues, which I didn't quite like so much, but this one hits with me. And I feel like if you liked Shobu, you probably really like this one as well. And if you like abstracts, it is so easy to, I mean, my son Finn likes it because it's quick and it's easy rules. And so we play it. It's it's a good game. That was another surprise for me. All right. Nice. Well, you guys have any uh, disappointments? Clef, before new Clef comes out, uh, you want to give us some disappointments? <laughs> um, I don't know if I would really say any game that I played this year that I was just like, oh, well, I take that. No, I'm going to be positive. The <laughs> only thing is there were a lot of games that uh, we didn't get, you know, whether or not. I mean, one I would say is a big thing was uh, Darwin's Castle. Darwin's, Darwin's Journey. Journey. That was going to be one of mine. Yeah, okay. for sure. You know, where we that has not come. Um, another year has gone by without Madeira. Who knows? <laughs> we're getting, well, okay. we haven't had an update in a little bit, but yeah, we yeah. were getting updates. We were getting updates. Hey, you're, you're, you're getting, getting song lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting updates. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so I think more just maybe some of the stuff that didn't come out, but once again, I understand it. It happens. You know, it's not, yeah. you know, sometimes that stuff's just out of their control. Sometimes tsunamis hit. Sometimes people get divorces. Sometimes they have death in the family. Sometimes it all happens to the same board game publisher. <laughs> uh, you know, we just don't know. So no, otherwise, you know, I, I think there was a couple of games that maybe just didn't quite hit me quite as big. Like, uh, uh, what was it? The, the, uh, Autobahn, I think as was, I, I played yeah, that you one. backed that on Kickstarter. Yeah. Right? And it was, a and I, I didn't, I only played it two player, but I didn't really, I mean, I know uh, Evan has been on Slack saying that it's just an amazing game and maybe it's one I needed a re look at, but it, cause it didn't hit me big the first time I played it, but I wouldn't call it a disappointment. It just didn't maybe hit me the same way. It know? is Lopiano too. And a lot of his games play better at higher player counts. So yeah, you might want to check that out. I, I haven't played it. So, but I, I can understand that. Yeah. How about you, Richie? I mean, honestly, because I w- I, I've been doing good about not like trying to anticipate games. I haven't been looking that far ahead and like new releases and stuff like that. The only thing that I could think about that I was actually kind of interested in playing and then it wasn't that great. And this might be on your list as well, Chad. And that's Weather Machine. And it just 
I'm not a big Lacerda fan anyways, but I, I always am interested in his designs and at least want to try them and hope that I actually like them. And that didn't come through. Um, so yeah, Weather Machine is probably the only thing that I was like disappointed in. My lowest rated game, because I ranked all my games that I played this year. My lowest rated game was that Hippocrates game that you taught me, Chad. Was <laughs> That ended up being my lowest ranked yeah, game. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that wasn't great. That was weird. I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. You know what I will say about Weather Machine? Uh, I, it's, it didn't make my list cause I need, I want to play of it with three players because I, the two player takes away some stuff and it has a weird variant. And I felt like the first time I played it, I didn't know what was going on. I did play it with three players when it was still in kind of a prototype form, just like you guys did. But I, <coughs> I would, I don't know if you'd be up for it, but I would be interested in playing it again now that I have a handle on it. I think it requires a good teach, like a lot of Lacertas, and then you'd have to decide if the squeeze was worth the juice. The other problem with Weather Machine for me is that it is a made-up theme, and I know that this doesn't matter to you, but when there are so many rules uh, for a game, like on Mars, it makes sense what you're doing because the real life theme is kind of there. So you're like, oh yeah, that's, I remember that rule because I do this action just like you would if you, you know, were producing this thing on Mars or, you know, it, it's just that it, the theme has a sense to it and, it, and it and the rules stick better. Whereas when I played the game, kind of, uh, I went back just to reteach myself after the prototype and I played two-handed and I swear some of the things procedurally that I had to do and look at every time I did a round, I had to look at that. And it was just because there's so many of those rules, like there is in a Lacerda game that procedurally they don't stick with you. So I would say my disappointment and, and I'm reserving it uh, because I, I don't know, I, I would like to get a, a better handle on a three player game with, with that game. But my, I wish that we had had Darwin's journey. And my other disappointment was that we didn't go to origins last year and it looks like we won't go again. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Archon to worry about. Oh, well, yeah, that's selfish, but okay. So, well, no, I'm saying we got a lot of work to do for that. I'm not saying it's, you know, that ours is special, but, you know, yeah. I mean, it is. It is special. <laughs> yeah. It's special. Um, and it's also not 11-hour drive. So, so it is, <laughs> that's no. It thing. is not. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of just other random things we talk about got to play a couple of very cool prototypes this year yes we did it uh was was nice enough uh we got to play paloma pampero actually um, <laughs> nothing nothing to do with the spanish word for dove actually but <laughs> i tell you i like that go. you went for it though. <laughs> <laughs> oh all right um and then we also got to play Vendelta, Vendelta Vikings. Yes, hey, you hey, hey, got it. Uh, which I really enjoyed, yeah. and I'm really looking forward to uh, you know getting our copy for that and playing that some more because I really yes, that was a good game. game so mm -hmm. really good interaction. Now we got to talk about first of all resolutions from last year. What Richie? What'd you have? Um, so I did have. I, I think I had some game ones. Those didn't matter because honestly, as soon as the episode was over, I forgot those and I never did them. <laughs> So I think fair, like fair, fair. Thing Fields of Arrow was on that list. I played that a couple times, but I didn't. I think I said I was going to play those games 50 times. Didn't do it. <laughs> I just want to say I got so much crap for the cop out of not having a resolution. And then Richie's like, I forgot but right after I did it. My my important resolution I, I did accomplish uh, because probably for the past like three years, my top players, it's Jessica, then Clef, 
Um, Chad, you have not been in my top three in a while. I don't know where, the, where have you been? He's like, I, I don't know. I, we don't play Matai anymore. You think that I'm a horrible steward of the John Company. I, I think it might have something to do with a little bit of when Chad broke your knee. So. <laughs> That's probably, true. probably didn't help. <laughs> so I remember the my resolution last year was to have Knox replace Clef. And now here's, I mean, he did it. I mean, he did it easily. Very easily. easily. He stood in yes. for Clef easily. <laughs> Same similar mentality. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he did it easily. I had 120 plays with Knox and then 70 plays with Clef. Now, the thing that made it a lot easier is that now Clef only wants to play super long, heavy games when we're over here. It's true. So <laughs> instead of like playing like three games on a Thursday when we're not recording, we're playing one. So that did help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. but that resolution was completed and that that was the important one so all right okay uh i really only went with one resolution this past year mm. and that was to play a hundred different games with my wife and i hit it nice Did you really yeah i'm impressed uh, she was like she was like always very into like how many more do we have you know type of thing so she was yeah. keeping track of it <laughs> that sounds and a think, lot more energetic so, than i imagine it to be. <laughs> well, you know, maybe she was mildly interested personally i think how i'm gonna do more? it again because then it's like you know yep we gotta play a game yeah we, got, yeah. we, we gotta play we gotta play <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. sighs> so yeah so what about you chad I, I think if i did that resolution i'd get the finger <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, your wife still gives the best Christmas presents. Yeah, that's well, hey, and that's actually going to be my resolution is in February to hold a cabin con. Oh, <laughs> you, know you know what? That's really that's, works for you, Chad. I like that. I like that for you. Chad. Here's, here's going to be my other. I like that for us, actually. Yeah, 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 you, like you should. Us. You should, or you're not invited. Uh, no, so uh, the other thing is I'm going to get you guys to come this summer to Des Moines for 18 DM. I'm, I'm coming. Right. I, I am coming. I don't. I am coming. Richard, right, you are coming with me. I'm, I'm coming. Right. I, I may only make it to Zombie Burger and then back in the car and go home. <laughs> or, or, no, we or might go to Adventureland. Adventure yeah, <laughs> we might. We ride the roller coaster. Ride a couple together. roller coasters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, okay, I've, rev candy. I've revised my mental picture of you. So you've got the burger smear on your faces with your arms in the air and you're wearing train hats. So. Yeah, 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 I like that actually. Yeah. Uh, um, so challenges for this year so you just have the have a cabin con i think you might get that and the 18 right? dsm and the 18 i think DSM. you got that okay. too <laughs> right, Richard, what, what do you got for challenges this year? <laughs> so i i'm gonna do a shelf of shame thing but i'm just gonna try to knock out the 10 oldest on my shelf of shame so that's uh, uh cyclades green deal which was is from the same designer of um what's the terra mystica uh, clans of caledonia oh that, okay. i think that was his first design okay mamu's which is a little card game i should be able to knock that out david and goliath also a little trick-taking game indulgence trick-taking game bitter up lords of hellas heroes of land air and sea we, oh, we, we should be able to play that yeah. like a thousand years ago pax Perfuriana. you guys should be able to help me out with that and then Project Elite. So those are going to be the 10, my 10 oldest on my shelf of sham. I'm going to knock those out this year. Let's I say at the Cabin Con, let's do, definitely do packs and yes. let's do Heroes okay. of Land Lair and so right. Yes. So I, I think those are good calls. All okay. right. Right, right on. 
Uh, uh, I want to add one more just, just so that... I, I think this you is, should. Okay, you all right, I knew yeah, that that I mean, would get... We'll consider this your first one. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to say... Here's what I'm going to say. Uh, I, I've already I've already like pledged, so I've got some coming in, but I will say I am not going to buy any more than 12 big box games this Ooh. year. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. That, but I'm excited to I'm, see you try that. I, I'm, I'm excited in April where you go, all right, I've failed. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is my goal. All right. All right. Like I'm it. excited like to see that. Uh, I threw down just like a bunch of games that like games I haven't played for a year or more and said, I want to at least play it once because I feel like if I don't play it once, probably shouldn't be around. You know, like, yeah, sure. You know, like Blackout Hong Kong, uh, you know, I hate to say this, Churchill, you know, I'm playing in a long time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Crescent City Cargo. So some, just some of these games that I just, I haven't gotten to the table very much. And I want to say, you know, if, if I don't feel like I, there's a point to getting them to the table, probably not going to need them. So that's, that's my first one. Now, the second one is a group of me, Dan and Brent of putting together a challenge. Oh yeah. I like this for you. So (laughs) we all went and we wrote down like games and and almost like games that I know they would never say yes to like on a normal, you know, game night. And so we all got to write down like a certain number of games or whatever. And then we had to, we got to pick five of them. So I picked now one of them, I picked fallen sky. Cause you know, I just haven't played fallen sky in a long time and I want to play it. But then I picked like, Lignum, which you know they'll always poo-poo that on a night. Uh, Crystal Palace, which I haven't gotten to play in a long time, and you know, I mean, so some of these games that uh, I can't remember what else I picked, but I just picked some games that I just know that I would like to play, and I haven't had an opportunity to play, and so we each got kind of do that. Um, and then, of course, we we had all fifteen games, and you know, we're all excited about them. And then comes for this Friday, and. Brent has already been like, yep, okay, we're playing mine this Friday. And I'm like, wait a minute. How come you get to pick right first out of, you know, but whatever. So it's fine. You're so, not doing the dark game to decide so who's game you we, pick? We were trying to do that, and then it didn't, I don't know, didn't quite work. Okay. Uh, I tell you, we spend an hour each Friday night <laughs> picking a game. It will be like, hey, you want to play this? And Dan will be like, no. Brent will be like, yes. And then I'll say another game. Brent will be like, yes. And Dan will be like, no. Have you, have you oh. been, I, I finally had my first Friday night game night with those guys a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, have you ever been to that? Yes, it I've fe- been a couple of times. Feels, yes. It feels like a war summit. It's like one person stands up and goes, I vote we did. And then like the other one goes, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, it's came, ridiculous. I came maybe a week or two ago. I can't remember when I came last, but he sent me a message saying, Hey, do you want to play a coin game? Oh, yeah. I said, yeah, sure. And he was like, what? He's like, give me your, your three coin games that you want to play. And I was, I sent him my list and then I show up and I guess they had played a game of darts and Brent had won and Brent wanted to play Cuba Libre. And Brent was like, Richie, would you be fine playing Cuba? Libre? I was like, yeah, I don't like, I don't care. Right. right. <laughs> like, yeah, I just, cool. just want to play a coin game. And then both him and Dan were like, ah, come on, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't play one game of darts. We played two because Brent won the first time. And then, we just got to consider that Nolan Void had to play again, <laughs> and Brent won again. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't understand it. Dude, practices darts. I, what what uh, you guys need to do yeah. is just build a wheel with the fifteen games on it. There I don't you know go. if you see and it. Like, spin it. Yeah, yeah. And just spin it. Yeah, yeah. It's more fun playing the darts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> that is, that's good. That's plenty of resolutions. We'll have to keep, keep up with that and see how that goes, right? Wow. 
And then we'll have to update halfway through the year because, like I said, there's still some stuff that I haven't 12 played. Twelve games? Is that what you said? I think twelve. Now twelve big box. I'm not counting card. Uh, okay. No, but I'm not counting card okay. games. You know, okay. like that's, that's so. What's easy. a big box? Yeah. So like to let them, you know, like that would be what I would call a big box game. What's to let them? What is to let them? Oh, tile. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So okay. ticket to ride size box. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you wouldn't consider. Like village rails would not count. No, yeah, I wouldn't count village the, whales. That, but what if whales? Was, <laughs> what, 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 what would you count it, Richie? <laughs> I've been hanging out with my kids for a couple <laughs> weeks now. Winter okay. break. If, um, like, Clans of Caledonia. Yeah. Even though it's a I, I tiny can, box. Oh, a that I mean, a big I'm, box I'm game, thinking right? price-wise. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. 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 All right. All right. All right. So, I, I, there we go. I'm, so, yeah, I'm actually not rooting for you, Chad, because then <laughs> it means I got to buy more. That's the thing, yeah, you do buy a lot of games that I don't want to buy. Yeah. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> All right. Well, man, uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm spent. I'm exhausted. Woo. I feel like I, I feel like I just pretty much relived 2022. I, I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> I really think you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, we didn't even do stuff like best con of the year or best. Uh, well, that's a given. That was ours. So no, it just well, I almost said Age of Steam. Yeah, we don't have to do anything but play games. There. Oh, yes, yeah, well, yes. there is that. Uh, but you know, hey, all the hard work we put into PPCon is well worth yes, it. Definitely. You know, it's less than four months away right now. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> You're telling me. All right, <laughs> I'm so uh, glad though that we got that TLC. <laughs> waterfalls i don't know i was thinking waterfalls as well are you uh, oh the you? llc i mean the llc <laughs> not the <All> right. tlc <laughs> yes um All right, I think yeah. we're talking to llc's now i think it's time to end up so okay. All right. hey, punch punch uh i hope that wherever you are wherever you're listening you have a fantastic new year started off right and take care of yourselves take care of each other all right everybody have a good one Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at punchboarders. We are on Instagram at punchboardparadise and Facebook at punchboardparadise. Oh my God! I, you know what? I didn't forget. I just want to tell you guys, Richie, you do not care. You can close your ears right okay. now and not pay any attention. Is it about baseball? Uh, no, oh, okay. uh, Chad. I saw one of my favorite musicals of all time last night. Six, you saw it. it was so good. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, but I. Oh I'm... my goodness! I mean, I I loved it. Uh, I mean, it's it's almost like a pop rock concert than it is a musical you know because it's they're interacting you know and it's like hey omaha you know so yeah, it was like it, you know different than what you normally expect it a seems like if destiny's so, child was henry's wives so you know it, well and each one of them has a persona that's like kind of a pop or you know like like the first one was kind of like beyonce and then the second one was you know i don't know whatever so but it was a it was really really good i i was impressed uh i also liked the fact it had no intermission it just Played straight. It's like an hour and a half and done. And oh, I'm wow. like, you know what? That's, you know, not not to say when I go see Les Mez in a couple of months, I'll be just fine with the intermission because that's like three hours. But, you know, well, you need to go blow your nose. But, and- you know, so anyways, um, 
So we should get to Tileton. Uh, probably Richie's going to cut all this. Will <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we play on including this? <laughs> no. No. Uh, <laughs> this might be at the very back of the episode. There. There you go. So, I mean, but it I'll was. I'll show you the back uh, of the episode. Chad, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. So, nice. And both Emily and Aubrey loved it. So. Oh, good. 